Hello listeners, it's me, Grace, coming to you from my not-so-good-sounding living room, but that's okay. I'm just gonna start off by saying this is part two to episode three. Uh, I'll either call it 3.5 or episode four. I haven't decided yet. I guess you'll know by the time you're seeing this. Um, but I just want to say that uh, this is the second half of the episode, so let's get into it. Hello, internet, and welcome to a podcast all about Twilight. I'm here to answer all the questions you never asked and take a deep dive into the Twilight universe. I'm your host, Grace, and this is To My Chagrin. restaurant and Bella notices everything right she's super observant just as she always is she notices how the waitress and the hostess are both absolutely in love with Edward and his beauty and Edward just stares at her the whole time doesn't look away from her once this very much reads as like a uh, like a wet pad circa this era like yeah um, like if you're reading like a one direction fanfic or justin bieber fanfic and it's like the person's putting themselves in it they're gonna want their love interest to only see them and like even when there's all these beautiful people around like very much showing that they're interested in this man it doesn't matter because it's just about you yes it's one of the your name fan fictions it's like yes (laughs) you take a sip of your coke and he looks at you and says your name you're the beautiful you're the most beautifulest girl in the world (laughs) you're supposed to fill in like grace (laughs) or something like that um so yeah so she definitely realized like edward only looks at her and it's because you smell good bella he wants to eat you (laughs) tasty tasty give me that bella stromboli (laughs) and so uh she's like you don't have to dazzle them and they talk about being dazzled which is just it's a vampire thing it's not even that he is beautiful right because he has to be because he dazzles his prey so he can eat them and bella just takes this as this amazing man and that's not (laughs) what this is I would like to make a side note. I've never seen the word dazzle so much in my life. Um, This podcast is literally named to my chagrin because she uses so many weird words. I absolutely. Yeah, I highlighted that. uh, (laughs) I like highlighted every time I saw chagrin. And I'm like, I've before I heard of your podcast, I never even heard of the word. To be honest, I had to Google it. And now I'm seeing it all over this book. Yes, uh, that is why. Okay. Side story about why I named my podcast to my chagrin. Uh, one, it means like annoyingly embarrassed, more or less. And two, Bella uses it all the time, all the time. And like, if you go through and read this book, aware of the word chagrin, she's always using it. And I thought it would be a really good. Um, it shows just how deeply I plan to read into this novel. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, so she uses like weird words like dazzled and chagrin and all that. Um, the the servers want to eat Edward up. They absolutely love him, but he doesn't even look at them. 
And on page 169, haha, she, <laughs> um, Bella finally realizes that she has never looked at his body before. All she does is stare at his face. She has never once noticed his clothing until he gives her his jacket. And this jacket, this, it's cute, okay? He gives her the jacket and it should be warm, but obviously he's a vampire, so it's freezing cold. So it's not really helpful, but she's like, it smells like him. And she like tries to sniff it without him seeing. <laughs> but his eyes are always on her, so of course he saw it. I would also uh, love to um, go in with this uh, outfit description um, yeah. with a, a light beige leather jacket. And underneath it is an ivory turtleneck sweater. Um, I, I looked these things up. I was sitting on, I was sitting with my sister. We were reading books, and I had to look these up and show her this outfit because uh, <laughs> I don't think I ever want to see a light beige leather jacket. Um, it very much might be an early or mid two thousands thing, um, but I just this outfit, like. It very much looks like a Backstreet Boys outfit. Like, yes. it's so strange. Um, and I I guess it's a 2008 thing, but, like, Edward, how long <laughs> have you been alive? Like, you lived through the, the fun, like, patterns of, like, the 70s and 80s or even, like, the dapper dressing and, like, the 40s and 50s. But this is how you choose to dress. <laughs> I know, and the fact ivory and beige are like the same color, okay, they're just different shades of white, and so it's like white on white, and they're not even whites that match, it's like wearing like a dark black <laughs> with a blue black, or like a red black, you know what I mean? Yes. It's terrible, and, but you know, Edward's not the fashionable one, and so she takes his jacket, which I, okay, sorry, not to say on the jacket, it should have just been, like, a brown leather jacket or a black leather jacket. I know, that would have been more fitting, especially for, like, the northwest in the, in the, like, the small town area, like, what he, I know, I, I guess, like, they are richer, and it does talk about how, like, the clothes they're wearing seem, like, name brand, like, Gucci and all that jazz. Yeah, because you know this isn't what they were selling at Gap, but, and you know, but it's some, like, Balenciaga jacket or something like that. Like, it is so... I know it's so expensive, but it's so ugly. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Edward's a little bit standoffish again, and Bella says, you're usually in a better mood with light eyes. And he's like, how did you know that? Like, sir, you look at Just her the- all the time. You make eye contact. Just a little minor deduction, sir. And so... <laughs> So Bella definitely notices when his eyes change and he's like, oh, I guess you're more observant than I thought because he's like, this dumb bitch can't know anything. <laughs> I I would like to say, I don't, I know he, it's mainly jokes when he says these things, but the way Edward sees Ella is kind of a little frustrating. Just she's, he, like the way he describes her sometimes is just like a, a ditzy, like clumsy, like accident prone mm-hmm um just girl like and and, Mm -hmm. like he feels like he has to like constantly be around her to take care of her and rescue her and I wouldn't find that endearing within a lover (laughs) no it is she is just a fragile doe you know and he has to make sure she doesn't get hit by the big semi truck and it's just and it's a little annoying because Edward like puts this on her without her showing him that that's what she's like 
Sure, she almost got hit by a car, but that was not her fault. <laughs> Since then, he's like, ah, she, she's going to die if I don't look at, after her. And plus, she's stupid and she never notices anything. Like, how is she supposed to get out of the way of a car, Edward? I will see. I will say, like, uh, in my experience with, like, beginning flirtations with someone, if, if something is, like, humorous and you, like, it happens within the beginning of you guys meeting, uh, it, it's easier to flirt about something that you can joke about. And I mm-hmm. guess it comes up more often. Uh, it just seems kind of demeaning towards Bella in a way. It really does. And I think that's, like, the most off-putting part for me. Um, is that also Bella doesn't see these things as him being like snarky and flirty like she kind of like takes it at face value and she's like oh this is what he's saying to me instead of you know this is a joke that he would say to a girl he's flirting with that's a wee bit harmful yeah it is Um, in this restaurant scene Edward also admits to reading minds they talk about it in the hypothetical but it's just it's just a dumb, it's a dumb scene. And Edward just admits to reading minds. Uh, he thinks about how Bella is observant, and he also admits to stalking Bella. He stalks her. Sexy. <laughs> this is just, I don't even know what to make of these parts, right? Because when I, when I was reading it, it did give me a little bit like, oh, they're like getting together, it's finally happening. But then I was like, oh, this is happening. <laughs> He this followed is, her. Yes. This I really want to reread this as like a young girl again. I really want to know why I loved it so much. Like, especially within this scene. Like, and during that time, like a more mysterious bad boy was like um uh more um like more the norm and stuff like that. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to think of the word. No, you're okay. Um and so like um I'm not saying this shouldn't be normalizing stalking but I could see like why like little me was like oh he watches me while I sleep that's really sweet like (laughs) like oh I wish I had someone that watched me while I sleep yeah (laughs) like I guess okay seeing it in the idea so we don't know that he watches her sleep yet but we do know that he follows her around sorry no 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 it's totally okay uh, I assume everyone who's listening to this is already obsessed and doesn't need to <laughs> learn anything new. Um, but, you know, the fact that he he could be doing anything with his big brain and free mind and the fact that he's wanting to be around Bella instead is a little bit flattering in the messed up kind of way. <laughs> so, you know, if I were a 17-year-old Bella, new town, brand new boy, the first guy that I was ever interested in back and all he did was think about me, I'd be like, oh, so you like me? (laughs) Oh, you think about me? What? Oh my god. Um, So I can definitely see, like, the toxicness of it being endearing. Um, They do spend a lot of time talking about fate. We had talked about that a little bit earlier, that clairvoyance, that fate, that thing drawing them together. And, uh, but their faith fate talk is a little bit more negative he's like you know your number was up the moment that you met me and they talk about how he wanted to eat her well they didn't really say it but he's like you noticed how i looked at you and she goes yeah i noticed (laughs) i think the funniest part is that they're talking about two different things edward is noticing is thinking that she notices that he wants 
to kill her. And she's like, I noticed that you didn't like me at first. <laughs> oh, and we got love of good enemies to lovers. This is enemies to lovers 101. <laughs> um, and so that's really the whole restaurant. And then they decide, oops, and they finally leave and they get into the car. And so this last three chapters have been car, restaurant, poor Angelus. Like, there's really <laughs> so much. And these are so thick, too. Mm-hmm. They go ahead and drive home, and Edward spends a lot of time answering her questions again, and uh, she's like, so, I know you read Jessica's mind, but how did you find me? And he admits to following her scent. Mm. He smelled her. He sniffed her out. And I think, I think this would have been my deal breaker. I would have been like, you can smell me like that? No, it's a... Did it smell like strawberries? <laughs> Did it? It must have smelled like my favorite shampoo, strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> and like, no, Bella, he's smelling your B.O. <laughs> um, and he admits to following her scent, and she kind of just stores that one away in her mind for later. She's like, well, okay, and just moves on. That's what, like, it's kind of upsetting. Like, I don't remember her being so calm about, like, finding all this out, finding out that it's all true. Like, even, like, if I were in that situation, like, I know I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, go ballistic, but I would be like, wait, vampires are real? Like, hold on, I need a second to take this all in. But, like, she's, like, just, you know, going back and forth in this dialogue, like, this is normal. Yeah, and, like, Edward notices that, too. He's like, girl, why are you taking this so long? <laughs> like, why are you taking this so well? Um, he's like, Bella, you should be freaking out. Like, you just learned that I'm a blood-sucking monster. Why are you taking this so well? And um, Bella's just crazy. And they talk it, a little bit... Hmm? I was going to say, it might have something to do with that, like, fate and the, them being drawn to each other. It's like, if, if like, that, like, sensation or that uh, need to be near them is so strong it just doesn't matter any nothing else matters like Mm -hmm. even if monsters are real and he is dangerous it's more of just a focus on look at how pretty his eyes are (laughs) (laughs) one day they're amber and then one day they're demon black (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so they discuss mind reading again because that's kind of just the biggest thing to her uh, and he makes this FM versus AM radio reference about how he can't hear her mind. And Bella's like, so I'm the freak? Girl, I was, I wanted to throw my book. Like, Bella, shut <laughs> up. For once in your life, just stop it. Yes. Um, I would like to, I would like also to say that it, it gets kind of frustrating how much, like, Edward is like, I really wish I could see what you're thinking. And it, it's really, I guess... Like, going his whole life, like, being able to, or his whole vampire life, being able to read people's mind, it is kind of frustrating not to see what someone's thinking. But, like, for once, you can give someone this privacy, and he's, like, constantly berating her with these questions and, like, trying to figure out what she's actually thinking instead of, like, respecting her privacy. (laughs) I know. And one thing that kind of worries me, right, is, like, I know Edward and Bella are the ultimate love story. They love each other. There's this fate. There's this drawing to each other. 
but is part of it that Edward was just curious about her and she's the only one with something to hide from him and that's why he got so into her that type of thing you know like it kind of like that kind of worries me you know like this whole thing is toxic uh but what's more toxic is was he just was she just interesting enough (laughs) probably um anyway not to ruin everyone's lives (laughs) uh bella gets distracted by his speed because everyone drives fast he was only going 100 um (laughs) and they make the distinction like you know like if we crash you walk away and i die and it kind of puts this back into perspective of there's a lot of danger in being with this vampire it's not just he could eat me it's just like living this lifestyle that he wants to live just has a lot of danger that me as a human i can't take and then they go into the legends and i'm not going to call them the quaalute legends because they're not they're stephanie meyer pulled out of her ass type of legends and (laughs) they talk about how jacob told her the old stories and he uh told her them like with way too much detail he was like the cullens are the vampires and where are the werewolves blah 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 blah. (laughs) so that's another thing that intrigues me is like that very much had to be like a story that his father was like don't tell this to anyone or something like that like you can tell like the legend but don't tell the details um but yeah jacob's over here like no 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 colons vampires ah treaty (laughs) yeah exactly like you can definitely tell like you know his father is the chief and his father would tell him you know like don't tell them we're telling you that they're the cullens to save you but don't tell anybody else like this is not for people outside of our tribe and jacob's like bella the first white woman i've ever met please (laughs) bella loca have you heard about vampires (laughs) bella (laughs) (laughs) sorry and um bella kind of starts to cover for him because she has that feeling right she has that another bout of her clairvoyance she's like i don't think that he was supposed to tell me so i'm gonna be like oh you know but he didn't believe what he was talking about um you know to make him plausible deniability um, she admits to doing a lot of research. They ask a couple questions. She's like, do you sleep in coffins? And he goes, no. And <laughs> they talk a little bit about the sun. And she's like, so what happens in the sun? And he goes, ah, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I love that, like, out of all the things that he has agreed to tell her, that's, like, the one thing he's hesitant about. Like, just thinking about Edward being embarrassed that he sparkles is kind of funny. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to go over um, the what's it what is it called clearing oh i can't wait to go over the meadow scene with <laughs> which will like not it's not what we're going over but you know mm-hmm. later in the podcast that's gonna be yeah. very interesting um so she admits doing a lot of research he asked her a lot of questions um and he's like aren't you aren't you scared and she goes eh, it doesn't matter to me and edward gets pissed off he's like what the hell do you mean it doesn't matter to you <laughs> and i just think it's very funny um the amount that edward hates how well she's taking it when this i don't know like when he spent like a hundred years wanting to find a mate like not really having anybody understand him only having like his sisters and brothers you know and somebody finally comes up and they're like i accept you for who you are and he goes no you're not allowed to do that (laughs) hold on hold on hold on you're okay with this (laughs) this isn't right 
I don't want this. I'm a monster. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get the um, iconic line from the movies. It's like, how old are you? 17. How long have you been 17? A while. Word for word. Word for freaking word. (laughs) He admits that he doesn't drink human blood, which is something that Jacob told them. Uh, and he confirms all the legends are true by saying the Quaaludes have a long memory. Edward is once again like, Bella, stay the hell away from me. You should not be here. And Bella gets so sad about it. It is she, Her mood goes from zero to 100 all the freaking time, just up and down and up and down. Edward says one thing slightly off and she's she's done for the day. She's so depressed. And that is so toxic. Yes. Well, and also, like, the way he's acting, where it's, like, he's constantly engaging with her and approaching her, and he's constantly, like, wait, you shouldn't be around me. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, Edward, you are literally trained in self-control. Grow up. (laughs) (laughs) But once again, it's probably because their love is too strong exactly their love is so much um but edward admits to not wanting to be a monster he goes you know this isn't what i want to be i am this way because i am but i don't want to be a monster um i've tried really hard not to be a monster uh and then ben bella's always like i don't see you as a monster and he goes you should (laughs) it's just messy messy edward um Bella admits to caring about him a lot, and Edward admits the same. They're both like, you know, I care about you way more than I think I should because I barely know you. Um, Even though Edward says it first, it does not stick in Bella's thick head, as we find out in the next chapter. Um, (laughs) He pushes her away again. They get home. uh, He gets really in her face. He breathes on her, and then she's in a trance the rest of the night. He breathes. He goes ah, all mm. over her face. Mountain and she, lion. And she's like, oh my god. Edward. And it's just, it's terrible. It's terrible. Oh, can, I re- can I read this line? Yes, you can. Okay. About three things I was absolutely positive. First, Edward was a vampire. Second, there was a part of him and I didn't know how potent that part might be that thirsted for my blood and third i was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him dun dun <laughs> law and order spu <laughs> <laughs> well i would like to know out of what of this out of their whole entire night what made her be like i'm in love with this fan like cuz this is like their first date Right? This is the first yeah. time that they're sitting down and talking with each other. Like, was was it that was it that he was a vampire? <laughs> like <laughs> I really do not know. Like, I wish that this had happened maybe like three chapters later or something like that. But there's nothing that... This is not a this is not a slow burn for sure. <laughs> not at all. Like, but there's there's nothing. They went from pure enemies to pure lovers in seconds and now <laughs> And now it's just like, I'm in love with him. And that's it. Like, that's the end of chapter nine. And we're just supposed to be like, oh, yeah, makes sense. Cool. It's also, I'm very intrigued as to, 
Bella's dating past before, like, she got, like, I know they're only, like, 15. Like, I never dated anyone until I was freaking 19. But um, I just, like, I'm intrigued if she has had a boyfriend before this. Like, if she's ever been in love before this or if this is, like, her well, first. Yeah, so uh, a little bit earlier in one of the Port Angeles chapters, um, they did talk about it a little bit. Uh, just Jessica was like, "Have you not had any boyfriends?" And I was like, "No, of course not. Why would I have a boyfriend?" Uh, oh shoot, I forgot about that. No, it's okay. But they like, they really didn't. She was like, "I've never been with anybody," and so this is her first time even being interested oh. in somebody. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, that makes me. Oh, that's very upsetting. Um. <laughs> so it's really, it's not, it's not good. <laughs> And I, I understand this is a book, it is fiction, but it's also, once again, very harmful to younger girls who are reading this and are like, my first love is going to be just as perfect as this. Yeah, like, I'm so sorry, but your first loves are not actually love. Hate to break it to you. Uh, you will not be in love with the same middle school person as you are as an adult. And if Just you are, because, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Just because he breathes on you with his, like, his vape breath doesn't mean you're <laughs> magically in love. You're not irrevocably in, in love with him. It's but, okay. But Libby, his vape smells like green delicious apples. Oh, it puts me, it put me in a daze. <laughs> um, also, sorry for the people who did marry their middle school sweethearts. Please do not leave me a bad review. I am begging. <laughs> and so, um, am I always trying to protect my brand image? Yes. And so... That's the end of chapter nine. Whirlwind. So much happens in Port Angeles. It is very, it's almost kind of like the peak of the book in terms of, I think this book can be broken up in two halves, right? So like climax where she finds out she's a vampire, where he's a vampire, and then like other climax where like James and all that stuff. Yeah. And this is really like the climax of this half. And so right now we're kind of going on a downhill slope, just trying to get back into the feel of the fact that this is a bunch of 17 year olds um so we get to chapter 10 and that's called interrogations and these chapter names weren't really that creative but i'll let it pass and <laughs> bella wakes up the whole next morning and she goes oh, that must have been a dream like no dumbass it was not a, <laughs> it was not a dream like stop it <laughs> and i'm not saying that this is a good thing but like bella breathe good things can happen to you and uh, then she finds out, like, JK, it wasn't a dream. He's literally waiting outside the house for her. Um, that, I would like, sorry, no. I would like to say that that is my dream. I would, I, I love being surprised. And if, like, my crush was, like, outside waiting to pick me up and I didn't know he was going to be there, I'll be like, oh, free ride. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> I also agree. I thought this scene was, like, kind of romantic. Um, and so <laughs> Edward was there and he like opens the door for her and he's like would you like to ride with me today and Bella makes this part kind of pisses me off Bella is like he really was giving me a choice and she makes a choice and she's like this is my choice and this is Edward he's who I'm choosing and it's just like he wasn't giving you a choice sweetheart he has been stalking you he is using his vampire wiles on you. Like this isn't you're not being a you're not being a huge feminist and choosing the man that you love. Like there's so much working against you for this to be an actual sound of mind choice. 
And so that's just kind of like where my brain was. It's just a little bit upset with the fact that she acts like this is all her choosing when it's the same thing with Renee. Like Renee wanted her to leave. She didn't choose to go be with Charlie. Like Renee made her feel guilty. Um, the car ride was incredibly awkward as a car ride with two 17 year olds would be. <laughs> and yeah, like it's once again, they're in such early stages of knowing each other. Um, and I guess it would also make it awkward that they have this strong draw to each other and they don't really know what to do with it. <laughs> they won't even hold hands, Libby. Yeah. <laughs> um, Come on, guys. <laughs> they make a note about Rosalie's car, which is this really cool convertible. And uh, they walk up to school, like, next to each other, not touching, because Edward still doesn't want to touch her. And freaking Jessica is, like, jaw to the ground pissed off that Bella is anywhere near Edward again and um Jessica and her talk a little bit she leaves she wants all the details later mind reading blah 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 and this is where the fake dating trope starts so we done with enemies to lovers now we're on the fake dating and I wonder if we'll get to the rest <laughs> and, um Edward's like she'll want to know if we're dating and Bella's like well, what should I say? And Edward, and Edward goes, well, I'd like you to tell her that we are. And then I'm pretty sure they don't address it later. Like, they don't go on later and be like, so are we actually dating? No, this is it. They, this is, it's a done deal. Um, And then he does. And it's it's going to be really awkward when they're celebrating their when first met anniversary or first started dating anniversary. Just, like, no actual date. <laughs> like, oh, it's our one-year anniversary. Um, good thing they get married before then. Oh, that's, thank goodness. <laughs> that, that covers that. <laughs> and so... Oh, uh, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. They get married. Um, <laughs> then he, does, he mirrors Mike, right? So Mike touched your hair because that's what the boys do. And now, like, Edward is tucking her hair behind her ear and that it sends electricity up her spine she loves it um, and did she consent to it no but the difference is sh she likes edward um, so it's fine <laughs> right if you like someone it's okay that they're in your room while you're at sleeping at night um disclaimer no it is not <laughs> 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 and so Mike feels off during class. He's all moody. He hates that Bella's not into him still. Even though he has Jessica at his fingertips, he could like snap him and she'd be she'd be there for him no matter what. Mike is off and she distracts him with talking about Jessica. She's like, Jessica had a great time. He goes, Oh, really? Like the puppy dog he is. <laughs> um, and then they're in trig trigonometry, <laughs> which is a class I never had to take. Um, I cannot relate. <laughs> and so she's in there with Jessica, and Jessica wants to know everything. And Bella, since she knows that Edward's going to be reading her mind, she's basically talking to him. She's giving him things to talk about and kind of like placating Jessica, more or less. And when she gets bored of it, she distracts her with Mike. <laughs> and it's so funny. Like, she, Bella's kind of manipulative. A she's little bit. Like, she's like, nobody. I don't want anybody to talk to me. Let me do what I need to do to get these people's brains where I want them to be. Um, and Bella was very jealous of the hot waitress, even though Edward didn't know she existed. Um, 
they get out of another class. They do like two classes talking about Edward and Mike. And um, Edward walks her to lunch and they don't talk the whole time, which is weird. <laughs> they get to the lunch table. Edward had gotten a bunch of food and Bella's like, why do we need that much food? And he goes, uh, I have to eat too. And Bella's like, uh, <laughs> like Bella is spit. <laughs> Just because you know he's a vampire doesn't mean everyone else can. Um, and so <laughs> he offers her food, and this is another one of those, let me read really deep into this. Bella picks up the apple. Uh, let me tell you, this is one, the cover of the books, unless you have the movie cover, which I do. Um, I do not. <laughs> Yo, I got this before the movie came out. Well, we can't all be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he offers her food and she picks up the apple and this is the devil and Eve once again. And this is just, it's cementing that fate. She picks the apple. She picks again in the car. She's picking Edward and there's not going to be anything else for her to pick next time. You know, she should have picked the pizza. (laughs) She's too deep in. There's more vampire questions. I didn't, I don't want to go over them. We all know what's happening. Oh, why are you so strong? I'm a vampire, Bella. All this stuff. Can you eat? I'm, huh? Go ahead. I um, it's very interesting how like, I wish they would go more into. I think there is there. Did they write? Uh, did Stephanie Meyer write another Twilight where it was from the view of Edward, or was it different? She where did was, Midnight Sun. Okay, I, I never read it, but um, it's just interesting. Like, I want to know more about um the conversation that Edward had with his siblings um, about him, like just outing all of them to this person. Oh, it is messy. I have read it. Um, I'm eventually going to go over it with other people who have read it. So I don't want to like talk too much about it here, but it is messy. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll have to read it then. You should. I think it actually offers like, I know that we all were kind of scared, you know, it's just going to be Edward's point of view, but there's just so much else that goes on too. All right. Okay. So I think it's definitely worth the read. Um, I, sorry, side mm-hmm. note. I don't even know if you have to put this in if you want. But I also read, like, I really loved the small book that she wrote about one of the characters in Eclipse. Oh, uh, yeah, the short Bree, Bree Tanner. Tanner. Yes, that was really good. That was really good. I really liked it. And I really liked how, like, it was, like, short and sweet because her life was, as a vampire, was short and sweet. But it was very good. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. That's one I haven't read yet. Um, But yeah, and so they're at lunch. He takes a bite of pizza because she's like, you don't eat. And he goes, I can literally eat. It's just like eating dirt, Bella, please. (laughs) I was so upset about that line because, like, I very much felt dirt in my mouth when I read that. And now I feel like I can't eat pizza again. Oh, no. Um, they talk a little bit about their feelings. Edward's kind of moody about it. He's like, so you think I don't like you? And she's like, well, why would you? And that whole, like, pick me thing. It's just... I I wrote something about this where it was, like, he said something about, like, you know, Bella was like, well, I'm not always saying goodbye like you are. Mm -hmm. And then he he said something, um, like, if leaving is the right thing to do, then I'll hurt myself to keep from hurting... I'll hurt myself to keep from hurting you to keep you safe. And he's basically like, I'll do more than you would. Like, I'm willing to hurt myself. And it's very interesting. I love you more than you love me. 
it's so dramatic too like they're barely like starting this relationship and he's already like no we can't be together and I'm willing to hurt myself to keep us apart and I'm better because of that like it was such a weird line to me it is such a weird dynamic like he's definitely setting up like a power imbalance that doesn't have to exist oh and you know what that's also probably a foreshadowing oh for sure and so um sorry I like dropped a lot of crackers on the floor and now I can't find them (laughs) oh I'm so sorry there's another line on the same page uh page 211 Mm -hmm. um uh where uh they were talking about how like she's always getting hurt and stuff and he's like I'm gonna have to like take care of you all the time or something like that like I have to be around if you're gonna get hurt and she's like um I suppose I could purposely put myself in danger to keep him close yeah like (laughs) and that that is very very toxic and very uh unhealthy but also it's foreshadowing (laughs) oh for sure once again to eclipse i really wonder how much she wrote like before she published everything and then like she went back in and like added all these foreshadowing things possibly um and then you know there's that whole thing where edward's always trying to say goodbye you covered it pretty well and edward's like let's make new plans i don't want to go to seattle it's gonna be too sunny let's do something else and he tells her nothing else (laughs) <laughs> and she goes yeah of course he's like you shouldn't be alone with me and she goes yeah to be. sure <laughs> exactly like girl if a man is telling you you shouldn't be alone with him listen run the other way uh, um, i also oh i'm sorry i enjoy i enjoy the little tidbit of um talking about hunting and stuff and um i don't know if i'm jumping too far ahead but um talking about like how um most bears are like not like like something about like you have to be like licensed to hunt or something like oh yeah what what about weapons and he's like oh i've got my weapons shows his teeth (laughs) (laughs) yeah like it's not it's not illegal if we're if we're not using guns which is just uh which is just like disgusting. <laughs> like, imagine a man like you going, uh, "How do you hunt without guns?" And he just flashes his teeth. <laughs> Run away! I I'm just a serial killer. I just stand in the stream like Gollum and bite the <laughs> salmon with my teeth. <laughs> exactly. Um, Edward gets mad at her again, and Bella is afraid of him she goes i'm sc- that scared me but i didn't want him to know and so i would never tell him bella run <laughs> i am red flags run the other way this is a stop so many sign. red flags this is a stop sign at like an eight-way intersection you can't just ignore it <laughs> <laughs> and uh edward pushes her away again and that's basically the end of the chapter lunch ends they walk they walk away together and it's it it was giving nothing. Nothing really happened. The exact same thing that happened when they were at the restaurant was what was going on at lunch. It was just a continuation. This is just like this whole conversation. I just would not be attracted to this person. Not like, at all. First, he's saying that he's like arguing that he's the better person within this relationship because he'll he's willing to hurt himself. And then he's like, I, I eat 
lot. I eat lot. I like, I like mountain lions. <laughs> and since I eat mountain lions, I'm also kind of like one, you know, like I, I think I relate to them a lot. <laughs> or that's what they tell me. Who's they? <laughs> right. Um, and it's just like, it doesn't really do much. Like you said, it doesn't do much. Just kind of like, sure, Bella, I guess we all have our own type. <laughs> I know. It's really, anyway, it's really just, it's messy. It's, there's not much to offer in terms of, like, this final conversation. It just felt like an extra chapter that didn't need to exist. And I get that Bella was, like, obsessed with him being a vampire, wanted to know more. But they should just, he should have been like, no, we're not talking about this at the lunch table in the middle of school. Right, and, like, it's also so awkward that his siblings are just across, like, they for sure can hear this whole conversation, and he's over there, like, I'm a mountain lion. My Emmett's kind of like a bear. (laughs) He tells her everything, and his siblings just have to sit over there seething. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's just, that final chapter was kind of let down in terms of, like, the other three we read. Uh, The three ones before were just like these really big buildups and now we're just kind of chilling out after that climax right um i hope i wasn't too negative uh i no, i was just i found myself being very critical when i was reading this because of like i don't know it just seems like a lot of their relationship is very toxic and unhealthy um and like i'm very much upset about it because i do remember very much really enjoying this book when I first read it and um it's slightly um disappointing now (laughs) it really is I wish that there was more positive love that could outweigh the weirdness that is happening but there's just really not you know I think the most positive thing is the nostalgia I feel reading it oh for sure I do I still get happy when I'm reading it. I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, oh, this is really fun. And then after I have to think about it for too long, I'm like, ah, this hurts my brain. The inner child in me is like, oh, I love this. Vampires, heck yeah. And then the adult comes out when I stop and I'm like, but this is interesting. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrapped everything up? Uh... I was just going to say, um, like comparing this to, I, one of my favorite books I've ever read was The Host by Stephanie Meyer. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed that book. I don't know if you read it, um, but they made a movie for it as well, which I haven't seen the movie, so I don't really know how good it is, but I really love the female character within The Host. Uh, it seems like Stephanie Meyer made a more strong and independent character. Um, once again, in a love triangle, uh, but a very more uh, interesting love triangle. Um, I don't know if you ever want to choose to read it, but I think you should. Um, and I honestly think that book is much better than Twilight. Um, so I was just going to recommend it if you haven't read it. It's very good. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but I'm sure that there's a lot of growth in her writing between you know Twilight and the host. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely make sure to check it out. Is there anything you want to plug? I don't know if you're Um, active online not really no I just made my first Instagram post in a year Uh, (laughs) uh, at the underscore my name backwards (laughs) YBBIL 
if you want once a year posts yibby <laughs> yes yibble it's actually yibble it's on my license plate too so if you ever see me driving around richmond that's Amazing. me <laughs> uh vanity plates um, <laughs> but cool thank you so much i thought this was really fun um i really like thank you your insight on like the relationships and having read it as a young reader because i didn't read it until i was like 19 years old oh wow um, okay yeah and so like i'm pretty fresh on the twilight train but <laughs> i i have like the, when i started reading this i have a distinct memory of sitting in the waiting room for my taekwondo class like <laughs> oh, that's how that's when i started reading this was oh, when i was man. hitting boards with my little feet <laughs> i love that uh, <laughs> but cool thank you so much i thought this was really fun yeah thank you thank you for having me of course uh i guess that's the end of that hi everyone this is the end of the episode I want to give a special thanks to Andy Valentine on Fiverr for the music and Instagram user Lenovato for the podcast art. Both of their information will be linked in the show notes. This podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by me, Grace. And if you like this podcast and want more Twilight content, follow me on Twitter at ChagrinPod or on Instagram, also at ChagrinPod. And if you really like this podcast, share this with a friend who also loves Twilight or a friend who hates it, because how else will they learn to love it? doesn't quite matter to me who you send it to, but send it out. Don't have any friends? That's okay. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and hope that a stranger on the internet finds it. This has been To My Chagrin, and I'll see you next time.